Hello, and welcome to Trending Peoria. I'm your host and proud Peoria Unified alumna, Sarah Meredith, and I'm so eager to take you on this journey as we learn more about the importance of public education and the amazing work our staff do every day to ensure every student is prepared to not only meet tomorrow, but to help shape it as well. What's currently trending in Peoria Unified? Humble leadership. Today, I'm joined by this year's Raymond S. Kellis Leadership Award recipients who exemplify the legacy that Dr. Kellis created here in Peoria Unified. As a former superintendent, he led us through our largest periods of growth and was a tireless advocate for public education at a state and national level. These everyday leaders truly do everything that they can to ensure students and staff are set up for success. Today, we will be speaking with Michael Guffey, a teacher at Heritage Elementary School, Sammy Chagoya, the assistant principal of Marshall Ranch, and our lead nurse, Lisa Alexander. To learn more about all of these leaders and the past recipients of this award, you can head over to peoriaunified.org slash Award. Thank you so much for joining us today, Michael. We are so excited to have you here to talk about leadership and what leadership and teaching looks like. Before we get started and go a little too far, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your role at Heritage, and maybe some of your history here in Peoria Unified? Well, thank you for having me. Um, I'm currently a sixth and seventh and eighth grade science teacher working in with the junior high students here at Heritage. This is my 16th year at Heritage. Um, I started as a fifth grade self-contained teacher teaching everything. And after about year nine, I was given uh, some opportunities to move up and move into the science role. And I, uh, I really enjoyed those opportunities. And now I'm junior high. I've, uh, I've had a lot of different roles in extracurriculars at Heritage. I've been uh, coaching just about every sport, boys and girls after school. And this year I'm part of the 21st century, um, 21st century grant of um, Heritage's Full Steam Ahead Academy after school. That is amazing. And I know um, you have just had such a long history here in the district. I am even fortunate enough to have friends that were your first few years as um, a teacher, they were your students and you've always just had this really um, strong connection to your students and have always been looked at as a leader by them. This past August, it's opening of schools, you're sitting there and you're hearing Dr. Reynolds talk a little bit about this amazing leader. What were some of the things that were going through your head when you won that award, when you were realizing it was you? What were you kind of thinking about? It was, it's very difficult to put into words because knowing the size of our district and knowing how many great, amazing teachers the district has, I do not consider myself in that same category as some of these other veteran teachers. And then as Dr. Reynolds was listing the characteristics or I guess the achievements of this teacher, more and more of the boxes were checking off for myself when he talked about 
they're a 15-year veteran, which is oddly specific and that matched up with me. And then Dr. Reynolds said it was a student or a teacher who taught at their former that their former school, and that also matched up with me. So I started to sit up and listen a little bit more closely. And when Dr. Reynolds said my name, I it was I was in shock. Like I couldn't move. I couldn't. It was I I didn't know. What do I, do I come up on stage? What do I do? Do I stand and wave? And it was, I, I felt like that moment, everyone was looking at me and I was in complete amazement that no way did I ever think that my peers, my administrators, people throughout the district would recognize me like this. Yeah. And it, it is one of those special things and it's, um, kind of a slow moment of realization. And I think one of my favorite things, anytime you talk to a Kellis award recipient is that sense of unbelief that they have that, oh, it couldn't possibly be me. And I think that speaks a lot to the humility of a lot of our employees and a lot of our leaders who they just so humbly serve that they never could imagine it being them. And that is one of the criteria of the ward. Um, and another one is that they selflessly serve their students in the um, absence of a pursuit of fame. And they just have this advocacy that is at the heart of everything they do. And I know for you, especially being able to be at your former elementary school as a science teacher now, um, it means a lot to you. Can you share if there was um, a particular person who stood out to you or that you credit for just this strong sense of leadership you have every day? I, I have to give a lot of credit to my, to my parents because I always thought of my dad as someone who just he did what needed to get done no matter <clears throat> no matter how difficult um what sort of uh burdens it was on on him and so um that's kind of the mentality that i took like everything that my first administrator lynn brody asked on me i said okay i'll do that everything that cj smith has asked for me, I said, okay, I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll try something new. And I don't know, like I, everything that I've taken in and, and every role that I've been given, I said, okay, I'm going to do this as best as I can. And I know it's not going to be perfect, but every day that goes by, I'm going to get a little bit better. And every year that goes by, I'm going to get a little bit better. And I think that's, that's kind of what leadership means to me is doing things that that are difficult and knowing that they're not going to be great, but doing them as best as you can and trying to bring people along with you that can improve the, improve the program or improve the, the team or improve the, the campus in some way. Definitely. And I think that's something um, when reading your letters that you received, just it came through so clearly that you are the type of person who whatever the challenge may be, 
whatever the ask may be, no matter how big or how small you say yes. And if you don't know the perfect way to do it the first time, you will find the resources. You will put together the team that can do it. You will build up other leaders around you in order to make that successful. Um, and I think that's a really, really strong sign of any leader, but especially in a classroom, because then you kind of model that for your students. So in this science experiment, if I don't do it right, or I don't have the right hypothesis the first time, how am I going to do better this next time? How am I going to improve on that? And I think, um, and also, like I mentioned earlier, knowing some of your former students, that's something that's impacted them throughout high school, throughout college, that it is okay to not do something perfect the first time, as long as I do it better the next time. Um, and I know that is something that is just so large at the core of who you are as a leader as well. Um, something else that is just so special that we've alluded to a couple times is that you are a leader who is now getting to give back to the community you grew up in. I know you do coaching, um, and you are a teacher at your former elementary school and you're back in that community that you grew up in. How, how does that feel? How does it feel to now be able to kind of lead that next generation to bring them up um, to also be amazing adults who give back to their community? Um, it it feels really good to be back at Heritage. I I spent five years here as a junior high, as an elementary and junior high student. And then after my time at Northern Arizona University, I came back here and those first couple years, there was a lot of teachers that were very familiar. Some of my former teachers were still teaching, but that as the years have gone by, they've moved on, they've retired. And so now we, like you said, it's a new generation of students. And some of the students here, their parents were my classmates. Some of the students here, their aunts and uncles were my classmates. And so that is a really neat connection because to know, to know the the family nature of these, some of these older schools, they're very community based, and the, the families stay in the neighborhood for so long. And so I really enjoy that and getting to know the families. And I think every teacher will say that you you get to know the families when they have three or four kids and they all go through uh, the same school together. And that's that's really great to give back and to know that the families are appreciative of of everything at, at the school that the school is doing. And that just feels, it feels really good when, um, to get recognized by those families. But, and it doesn't happen often and we don't, we certainly don't expect it, but it feels good when to, to complete that circle of the community, to know that you grew up here and now these, these new students are growing up here and, and it's a, it's a community and it's a neighborhood. Definitely. And I know um, for myself as well, I grew up in Peoria Unified and I still work with some of my former teachers and um, interact with them in that way. And it is something that is just such a point of pride. Um, and it makes me want to do my very, very best at anything I do. When I'm writing a newsletter, I know that my high school English teacher is going to read it. And so it has to be the most perfect newsletter or um, just so many things. And it feels good to know that um, I'm able to continue 
some of that work in the community that they started in me. And it's just kind of that ability to pay it forward and to kind of thank the district and the community for their investment in myself and countless other Peoria Unified alum. I agree. When I, I did five or six years of coaching at Ironwood High School, and there was a lot of my former teachers and former coaches up there. And I always, I always wanted to do the absolute best that I could to, to show them that, that they made, made an impact on me and they made, they made me a better person and a better coach because of it. So it's now I get to pay it forward again. Yes. And I know that my mom, whom I bring up quite often, but she was one of your teachers. And I know that it is such a point of pride for her, um, especially as she begins to look back on her career, that she knows that she created this huge legacy um, of former students that are now teachers and teachers that she's coached who are now even better teachers, who are these leaders within the district and who are recognized for those things. Um, so it is just this beautiful cycle that continues as our district grows and changes and we look to the future to do all of these things. Um, moving forward, when you think of who a leader is and the things leaders do every day to make an impact, what does leadership look like to you? I've, I've thought about that question since I won the award and, and what leadership looks like. It's, it's somebody who's willing to take on any challenge. It's someone who's willing to take on new new opportunities. And I think that's a big one, an, an opportunity and knowing that an opportunity uh, is going to be difficult, but yet it's also going to be rewarding at the end. And the ability to to talk with others, to get them motivated and to make them feel like part of the team as well. Definitely. And I, I think you would agree with me. And when I say, you know, the always saying yes to an opportunity can seem so daunting and so big, but when you look back on your career, it is really, really amazing to see how, oh, this, this thing that I started doing just seemed so big and so unimaginably huge, but by saying yes to it, it's something I do now with ease and I'm grateful that I'm saying yes to it, but it might be hard at first and it might stretch you in these really difficult ways, but in the end, it, it grows you in such a phenomenal way that stays with you then for a lifetime. Yeah, it's through these moments of, of difficult difficulty that you grow as a person and you grow as a teacher. And one of the messages that I would always share with my junior high sports teams is you, there's no losing. You either win or you learn. And so that's a message that now I'm now giving to the class that I'm teaching and the, the students that are in front of me. Like you might've had a poor grade on a test, but we, we learn from it and we, we try to improve from it. Definitely. Um, well, Michael, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Before I let you go, is there anything else you want to share with our community, either about what leadership looks like to you or um, just some of your experiences as a former student, now your employee and what it looks like for you every day? I just really enjoy waking up every morning and coming to school at Heritage, knowing Knowing the kids, um, 
knowing the kids are excited to be here really brings excitement to to me and uh it's just a great school and i can't thank my coworkers enough and the administration and everyone in the like i said everyone in the science department and um up at the district office it's it's a really great district and from my little point of view the district is doing some really great things so that's uh, I'm very proud to be a Peoria employee, a Peoria teacher, a Peoria alumni. So, Well, thank you again so much, Michael. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And just thank you for everything you do for your students and beyond to help serve the community of Peoria Unified. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sammy. We are so excited to have you here on the podcast to talk about what leadership looks like to you as well as this award. But can you start actually by telling us a little bit about yourself, your history here in Peoria Unified and some of the amazing work that you do at Marshall Ranch every day? Well, listen, I was born and raised in the city of Peoria, have lived here my whole life. Um, Went to Central Elementary School, which was the only elementary school at the time, uh, kindred through third. And then um, the other elementary school was at Peoria Elementary, which was hooked on to Peoria High School back in, in, in the early, well, in the late 60s, 69, 68. And then um, from there, went to Peoria High School and uh, then uh, went to Northern Arizona University. But I, I've been in Peoria my whole life and uh, very thankful for uh, all the uh, teachers and uh, administrators that have guided me uh, to where I am today. Yeah, and speaking of administrators, you are one of the lucky few still remaining in Peoria um, that actually knew Dr. Kellis and who got the chance to work um, kind of while he was still working in the district. What did it mean to you at opening of schools this year when you heard Dr. Reynolds announce that you were winning this award um, in Dr. Kellis's name. Well, listen, I never dreamed of uh, ever being in that situation. I was so caught off guard. I thought they were talking about uh, my boss, uh, Joe Corbett. I had no idea until he said something about wrestling. But when I heard that, uh, you know, he mentioned my name and, I, you know, my legs got weak. I started walking up those steps and uh, I was just in shock because I remember Dr. Kellis when I was in elementary school and uh and then I got to high school and he would go watch me wrestle and uh, would, would leave me, you know, little notes here and there and, uh, you know, watch my matches. And he just followed my whole career. And believe me, he was someone that uh, if you knew Dr. Callis, he was right to the point, very positive. And the messages that he would give you uh, were inspiring, very quiet, but right to the point. Uh, and uh, like I said, for me to be even... Uh, mentioned uh with him in any way is uh you know is an honor for me so i'm i'm very blessed i'm very thankful definitely and i think um i've heard so many people talk about just this incredible legacy of dr kellis and one of the things that he just always did and when i think about you also is you say something and then people just want to do it. You're that innate leader that because of the trust and the relationships you've built, people just want to do so eagerly that they don't necessarily question. They're just 
they just go and they run with it because that is the example that you have also set forth for them. Well, I, I think it's the positive role models that we've had. And like I said, growing up in, in the city, you know, there's there's been so many people that have had leadership skills and you just, you want to emulate who they are, you know, because they're, they're very successful. And so whenever he would talk, once again, you just learn these life lessons. And uh, I try to take uh, that information from all the, the, uh, the teachers and, uh, you know, adults that I've had in my life that were positive role models and try and take bits and pieces and, uh, you know, to help me help guide others, you know? And so whenever I try and talk to someone, it's like a life lesson. And those are the lessons that I learned from, you know, from Dr. Kellis and, uh, you know, the discussions that he would have. And once again, he would give you constructive criticism at the same time, say, hey, listen, what would you do differently? And, you know, to get to that next level, it's it's a life lesson. And so I just try and uh, pass that forward uh, to help others and hopefully, uh, you know, someday they'll have an effect on, on uh, other young kids or adults uh, to make them uh, a better citizen, uh, you know, for our community. Definitely. And I think that is something that just comes through so much in the work that you do regularly. Um, one of the main points of this award that we've kind of alluded to also is this intense loyalty to the district, this intense loyalty to the students, to our state. And I know that that is something that is just so true for you. Um, even as you were representing Peoria, Arizona on a world stage for wrestling, you just did so with such passion and with just such an amazing way that there's even a, a day in the city of Peoria named after you. You have your own little holiday. Well, um, well, well once again, I think those things right there that, that you're talking about, Sarah, I believe that I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for those people that guided me throughout my life. Someone asked me um, the other day, you know, how long has it taken you to get to where you're at, you know, uh, with wrestling and, and your leadership and, and being an administrator? And, and the easiest way to describe it is I've been doing training and trying to be the best I could at whatever I was doing my whole life, man. Since I was in second grade, I remember, you know, just listening to those coaches and uh, Mr. Corey, who was my coach and guided me. Uh, and my teachers like Davida Solter, Steve Gillett, I can go on forever on just the people that I looked up to. And you look at, you know, what's happened in your life and you try and emulate those people that are successful, you know, and there's a lot of struggles and it's the people that are able to realize there's no easy path. You know, you have to just continue do not follow where the path may lead, but go where there is no path and leave a trail. You know, that's what they used to tell me. You Sometimes you got to take another path and you have to stay focused because people are going to try and stop you from, from accomplishing your goals because, you know, you're an athlete, someone else is trying to beat you. And so you, you're going to have opposition in every direction and trying to be a leader, uh, you know, you have to make sure that you're a positive role model for the kids we're in the kid business right here in education. And so regardless, you have to try and uh, deal with parents and you're not always going to make everyone happy, but you do the very best you can and, and realize that everyone is in a different situation economically also. And you, you, you have to appeal to, hey, I understand. Let's try and work together because once again, we're here to help our kids and 
I'm blessed, like I said, to have been given the opportunity by several people to help guide me and keep me focused and uh, to be where I'm at today. Yeah. And you bring up something that made me think of something else I had read in a lot of the letters. And that's that magic program that you created at Marshall Ranch um, that really just forces kids to want to be those leaders who want they want to be those positive role models. Can you share a little bit about what that program is um, for people who may not know and some of the impact you've seen on your campus because of it? We, we have a, a, you know, a saying here, every person matters, every moment counts. And uh, with that, we try to combine that with our MAGIC program, which stands for model good behavior, accept responsibility, give respect, improve yourself through goals and cooperate. Each one of those letters, um, you know, when a kid comes in and he's had some hard times and, and you know, maybe getting in trouble discipline wise, we bring them in and sit them down and there's a paper right here that they see it at the desk. And I ask them, what part of magic did you not have today? And they, you know, maybe some of them are gonna say, I didn't have the C part. Oh, okay, so you weren't cooperating, so why? I try and have a, a discussion with them. Uh, you know, my job is to try and make a connection to make sure that the kid understands, hey, you know what, we're all gonna make mistakes, but learn from them. You don't wanna make the same mistake over and over again. So. We use magic as a tool to try and guide them in the right way, not just here at the elementary level, but once again, as part of going into the high school, you know, magic, if we all have some of that and we're able to model that good behavior, we all need that right now, especially in our country. It's life is so short. And once again, this, we have seen a big change and a difference with our kids because they know if you don't have magic and you're not modeling that, there's something missing. What is it and why? And we sit down to talk about it. And, you know, once again, everybody has different issues. And uh, once again, um, it, we just do the best we can. But this magic program that we have here has really been established to help out those kids uh, to be successful in, in not just school, but in their life. You know, you know that's a, an important part of our, our school here. Definitely. And it, again, when reading your letters, almost everyone brought it up in some way. It's just how impactful that has been because on top of teaching students how to have good behavior, it's also a great way for student leaders to grow on your campus. And so you're investing in that next generation of leaders um, and just helping to continue and carry on that amazing legacy. When you think of what a leader looks like and what a leader does, I know when you you said when Dr. Reynolds was talking, you were like, oh, this must be Joe Corbett, not me. What does a leader look like to you? I think a leader, you know, everyone has their own, uh, you know, philosophy or way of thinking when it comes to uh, what leadership, you know, because there's good leadership and there's some leadership that can go a different direction. So leadership to me is someone that is able to, you know, move forward and make a positive change in people's lives. And uh, by basically having discussions, being able to make a connection um, with people, with adults, with kids, and, and moving them in a way where they're going to make better choices. You know, I, it's crazy because, uh, you know, I get letters from, from a lot of people, you know, and in places where they shouldn't be, you know, and, uh, and they're, you know, they say, God, I wish I would have listened to you or, you know what, I'm, 
I learned what you said. I just learned it and I didn't incorporate it at the right time. But now I'm in a place where I have to and I'm making those adjustments. So when they come out of wherever they're at, you know, I get an email or, or a phone call saying, hey, I survived it because of this. And, uh, you know, you, you start looking at those things. And I just, like I said, a leader is going to be someone that's going to be able to move people in a positive way. Um, and that's what you want. And so, like I said, the people that I looked up to made some changes in people's lives. Uh, and it wasn't about them. It was about the future. And so I'm still here in Peoria because, once again, people have made uh, great, you know, uh, examples of, of what it is to to help out people. You know, we're once again, we're in the kid business and our job is to help out kids become successful. And hopefully one day they'll send you an invitation to their graduation from college or high school. It doesn't matter. But what they're doing to help out our society and uh, and help out others, because it, it's not about us as individuals, but it's about helping out others spread that positivity to others and, and making a difference in someone's life. And if I can do that, or people that, that, that are in a positive way being leaders, that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? It, it's really important that people that are gonna be leaders in, in this type of situation. In, and once again, so you're not always gonna make everyone happy because you just it's just not gonna happen that way, but you try and make a connection. You know, we're gonna agree to disagree, but this is what's best for the whole community and you have to think of the whole community as a whole part. Definitely. And I think, Sammy, that is something you do so, so well, is that you bring people together in a very similar way to Dr. Kellis. And people want to follow and they want to lead after your example because of that relationship you build with them. And I think something that is so, so special about you as a leader is, like you said, students, they reach back out to you when they're going through these big milestones in life because you have had such an impact on them and you they just want to continue to make you proud um, and to continue to help build that. And I know you just have such an incredible impact on your campus and within the community um, to help kind of build that and grow that. And I know um, for you also that it has been so important, especially through the pandemic, that that doesn't go away for you, um, either with your staff or with your students. What has it been like for you to um, navigate being a leader in this really, really difficult time when there's so many unknowns? Well, that's that's the key right there, too. You have to respect and understand that not everyone is going to, uh, you know, feel the same way because they have different philosophies. But when it comes to school, you have to understand, we are here to help out kids. We have a job because the kids, we're here to educate them and help them out. And some of them might not have food, you know? And and so some some of the things that we were doing and, and all the schools were doing, uh, we would have, you know, we'd give out breakfast in the morning. They would come pick up their stuff in the summer. It was a daily thing, you know? And so at, at school, we would notice the kids were coming and, and uh, it was it was very hard. Some of them were staying home and because of the pandemic, you know, people were afraid, hey, I'm gonna stay home and do it on the computer virtually. Others were coming and they had masks on and, and, and there's so many things. It was so, it was very difficult and it still is. I, I you know, it, 
in Arizona and Peoria, everywhere, just trying to to, to be safe. And uh, I think the key is, though, leadership-wise, is that you have to take into account that, once again, we're, we're going to agree to disagree with certain people, but the bottom line is, hey, what's best for the kid? And that's what we have to do because we don't know what's happening at their home. Uh, and, and once again, we have to put ourselves in a situation where we, we have to think of that situation more than ourselves. And, uh, you know, come Christmas here, you know, we have a lot of people that are going to be without a lot of things. And this is a time when, you know, giving and helping out others look forward to helping out other people. Because once again, uh, I've always, I was always told by, by my teachers, you know, it's, it's, it's good to help out others because someday it's going to come back to you. Do it out of the love to help out people because people have helped out, out you in certain ways. You know, I've, when I was growing up, I had uh, uh, a lot of people that would look out for me because they knew I was, you know, pretty poor, man. And so I, I was uh, um, given, uh, you know, clothing and, and, and shoes and pants, whatever, uh, from one of our nurses here. Uh, her name was uh, Mrs. Lopez, and she was our nurse at uh, Central Elementary School. Everybody in the city of Peoria knew who she was, and that was her way of giving back and taking care of people. So I've never forgotten of how she took care of me, you know, and I didn't, I didn't have the things that others had. And so she saw that and would give. And um, that really changed my life a lot too. You know, uh, she, uh, she guided me in the right way. And uh, she just passed away this past year. And I could tell you it, it uh, emotionally, you look at all these people as I'm getting older, I'm 57 now, Sarah, believe it or not, man, I, it just seemed like I was in high school, graduated in 1983. It just seemed like it just happened. And now, you know, I've got a, a daughter that's 11 and, and uh, you know, it's just unbelievable. But the leadership thing, you just need to understand everybody out there that we, we need leaders that are going to be positive role models for the kids because that's what we're here for. So I'm blessed to have had great leaders in my life. That is just such a beautiful place to kind of end it. Um, I know that you have just, in the same way that ripples of kindness impacted you and brought you to this point in your career, you also have those similar ripples going out in every aspect of our community. Um, and I know a lot of our other leaders would not be where they were if it weren't for you and your dedication to making sure that every person matters. Um, and just for that passion and that compassion that you have for others as well. Thank you, Sammy, so much for joining us today and taking a little bit of time out of your morning to share a little about what leadership looks like to you. Well, listen, it's been, it's been a blessing, and I just want to thank uh, all those individuals that have been part of my life and have guided me in the right direction, and all the teachers, you know, that uh, as a little kid, starting from Head Start, uh, Mr. Langdon, who's passed away uh, many, many years ago. I promised him that I would go visit him. And I, I did, I went to go visit his grave site because I said someday I would do that. And he asked me to do that, Mr. Langdon. And there's so many people that I just want to thank. And once again, we need those leaders uh, as teachers, uh, as, as parents and, and everyone. So it's been a blessing. And I just want to thank everybody, uh, even in the city of Peoria, who has been uh, part of my life and uh, my my parents and everybody else. Love you guys. 
And uh, everyone, stay safe and uh, God bless. Thank you so much for joining us, Lisa. Can you start by sharing a little bit about yourself and your role here in Peoria Unified as our lead nurse? Sure, thank you for having me. Um, I wanna start by saying I have three kids in this district myself because I just love it. Um, I was hired in 2005 at Centennial High School and I spent 13 awesome years there. It's very hard to walk away from that. But I've been lead since 2014. And at some point um, after I started with lead nursing, I realized it was its own full-time job. And so I'm now here at the district office um, I oversee a health team of about 80 people and act as resource district-wide. Yeah, and you in that role, it is in its title that you're kind of a leader um, and you're naturally doing a lot of the things that Dr. Kellis did and are a part of his legacy. And I know this last August at opening of schools, you received the Raymond S. Kellis Leadership Award for support staff. Can you share a little bit what some of the thoughts were going through your head when you heard your name announced that you were winning this award? Sure. Um, first of all, the Pride of Peoria and the Raymond S. Kellis Award ceremonies is one of my favorite things. I am super into it. And just that day sitting in there, I was super into it and paying a lot of attention. I just I love it so much. And so Dr. Reynolds was speaking. And of course, he started saying some things that kind of made my interest a little bigger and I started to figure it out. And then I just, my stomach dropped and my heart was going nuts and my head was just like, there's no way. And I wasn't getting up to the stage. I know the person sitting next to me was trying and I think I was on the floor at some point, like there's no way. And so it wasn't until I saw, I think my husband was the first one I saw, but I saw my family, walking across the stage, I realized I, I got to go up there. And, and then I just ran right to him because I just, I knew him and I still, I, it was a lot to process, but it was so amazing. It was just one of the greatest memories I have here so far. Yeah. And for those that may not know, um, when Dr. Reynolds announces who the winner is, he's slowly giving hints. So I can imagine you're like, oh, it's probably another nurse. Oh, it's probably. And you kind of throughout that process, talk yourself out of it. But I cannot imagine just that rush of emotions that kind of overtakes you because, um, as you also mentioned, this is a huge accomplishment for any of our employees. It's truly a way for all of your peers to say, thank you. You're an amazing leader. Um, and we respect and look up to you. And, um, one of the qualities of a recipient of the Raymond S. Kellis Leadership Award is their tireless dependability, even at their cost of personal sacrifice. And I know that is something, especially for you as a role um, as a nurse and now as the lead nurse and helping to guide us through a pandemic is something that just truly represents who you are at the core. Um, is there anyone or anything when you look back at your life that you really attribute that tireless passion towards? Yes, that's, that's a, it's an interesting question to kind of look inside to see maybe where that came from or where that comes from. And I'd have to say there's 
a few few things, but one of them is is the fact that I am a, a nurse. I went to nursing school, and that degree is really difficult, and you're you're forced to just keep pushing forward. It, everything's unknown. There's a lot of fears and challenges, lack of sleep and everything for four years. And, and I think that at that kind of young age, because I'm much older now, um, has, it taught me a lot and got me in shape for my career. And then just generally as a nurse, if you're choosing that career, you want to push forward and, and with no limits practically to help anyone in need. And so I think that kicks in and it, I know it kicks in with my team. I see it all the time as tired as they are. But um, a couple others would be my husband and my family. He never once questioned me working till 11 at night or, you know, missing dinner, missing that. He took care of everything. He never once gave me so much as one comment that said, anything negative about that. And I, I feel like if I had more of a negative home life where he was upset about it, we wouldn't have gotten as far. But also the leadership team here, Dr. Reynolds and, and the cabinet, um, fully supportive. And I was allowed to make mistakes. I was allowed to be exactly who I am and and just branch out and and, you know, get what I felt was right out there. And, and I just had so much support that it kept me going. So I'm so loyal to PUSD and it's because of, you know, the leadership team and others that I work with, there was no way I could stop or I will stop, you know, until all the work is done because of them. Yeah. And I, you know, you bring up something that reminds me of the day you received the award. Um, while you were out just enjoying opening of schools, not really aware of what was to come. I was in the back room with your family, helping prepare them for that surprise. And a lot of the nurses were also there from throughout Peoria Unified, who were all just there to help celebrate you for this amazing accomplishment. And your family kept saying like, oh, we need to take her out to lunch afterwards. We need to celebrate. We need to do all these things. This is so big. And they were so excited to celebrate you. And your husband goes, oh, she'll probably be too busy. We can celebrate later just because <laughs> that is the mindset of you will just do everything you can to make sure that our schools are safe, that everyone is as healthy as possible. And it's that tireless work that even after winning this huge, huge award that I equate to a lifetime achievement award, you wouldn't even stop then to pause and celebrate. You still wanted to just get back to work as soon as possible to continue doing something that you're so passionate about. And I think that's something um, that all of the nurses too were talking about and feeling. And it was just one of my most favorite things as well was to sit and listen to them about how deserving you were of this award and your dedication that goes beyond much of anything else. I know um, throughout the last year, your job has probably been harder than probably ever before in your career, having to navigate us through a pandemic and being this just extraordinary leader, can you share what it has looked like for you to um, be a leader who was kind of thrust into this thing where no one knew what was going on day to day or minute to minute, even at times? 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a loaded question, right? Um, first of all, you know, our superintendent and our leadership team, all amazing, had really the most challenging time, I feel like, and I was just happy to be there to support them as needed. Um, but, you know, at first, when this was first coming out and we were closing and there was a lot unanswered, the nurses faced a lot of emotional challenges because our hearts were kind of getting pulled towards taking care of sick people and helping the doctors and other nurses in the hospitals. And we were kind of wondering what we can do. So that was a, a challenge that was kind of quiet, but really there at first. Um, we came up with like odd jobs around the district from serving food to pulling weeds just to, to feel like we were helping but, you know, we knew there was a much bigger thing going on. So that was a challenge. But beyond that, there was like this little blip of fear at the beginning when I realized that the answers that I needed for school health, um, there were no answers from, you know, our public health authorities. They didn't have what I needed. So that was kind of intimidating to, you know, realize that. So I just I knew at that point I just had to start taking action. So I created a, a network here in state of the other leaders in school health. So we still every week get together. Um, and even internationally, I joined the team because they were kind of opening their schools first over there. So I was able to check out their websites and read their emails and their questions. And they would tell me how it's going over there with the plans they had. So a lot of my guidance actually began with some international advice. Um, and then I started working alongside Maricopa County Department of Public Health and helped write some guidelines just because we really needed those created by the time we opened back up. Um, I just, I did my best. Every solution that was developed was hopefully workable. Um, and I continue to, to face these challenges and just try to make sure that every solution is something that our employees can actually achieve and, and implement as well as um, make sure our families and our students are protected and that they feel that it's a workable solution for them as well. And right now, just reflecting back, um, I just, I think that I have done that many times and in my reflections that I've done, I've thanked our leadership, I've thanked my team and I've thanked Maricopa County for the support, you know, assistance, help with implementation and anything else that got us here together. Definitely. And I think um, a lot of that is spoken as a true leader, um, especially in those early days. I know that uncertainty must have been uh, just completely overwhelming for yourself and for your team. But something I just want to point out, you did a beautiful job leading them through that, leading them through their uncertainty, being there and managing, okay, what are the guidelines? What are the things we need to get done? But also making sure that their emotions were taken care of and that they as a person were being well taken care of and their needs were met in that way. Um, and also when it came time to open up schools, just 
all of the efforts that you led your team through to make school seem still so warm and so inviting, despite there being a pandemic, the countless videos you created to just make our students feel welcome and safe. Those are the kind of things that to you, because you're such an amazing leader and so proactive, just probably felt like second nature, but we're so, so above the call of duty and just are some of those amazing things that you innately do because you are such a strong leader. If you had to, Lisa, and I know we're thinking back about other leaders who have maybe inspired you um, or other people in your life, what what does leadership look like to you, um, either in big overarching ways or just in everyday practice? What does it mean to you um, to describe a leader? Well, to me, for one, it was super important for me. It still is and always will be that I have the answers. Um, I, I just want someone to be able to come to me where they can trust my answers. So I work hard at staying on top of everything and and I expect leaders to kind of be on top of things as much as possible. Um, you know, when it comes to answering the tough questions, I, I give an answer and assume responsibility. I think leaders should assume responsibility if, if they did guide someone wrong, you know, like it's okay to make a mistake. Um, and then the most important thing for me is being there, like you mentioned for them emotionally, um, just, building them up when they're not feeling so good so they could be at their best. And I, I think that the best work is, is performed by the happiest people. And so I feel leaders need to look beyond the tasks that are assigned to people, which is important, of course, the tasks, but they need to look more at the whole person. And if they feel that someone doesn't sound good today, or you know, you know they're struggling either at work or at home, those check-ins with them are really important. And I feel like any good leader, if they just always remember that these are real people behind every job, I, I just don't see how it could go wrong. Definitely. And I think that's something that, again, in your own work and me just working um, closely with you, I have seen time and time again, is that dedication um, to always making sure that okay, if I don't know the answer, I'm going to go find it. I'm going to go join these international groups. I'm going to find answers and solutions to these really big and sometimes impossible feeling tasks. Um, and you also do such an amazing job of building up more leaders, which is, I think, a sign of a truly great leader is that they want others to succeed and they want others to grow and they want that to have a little bit of a ripple effect out. Um, and so you can just see that and you can see your impact throughout the district in your role as our lead nurse and just throughout the years that you have served countless families throughout Peoria Unified. Um, I just want to thank you again, Lisa, for joining us and for everything you and your entire team has done throughout the last two years to overcome obstacles and to ensure that of anywhere a student can be, Peoria Unified is one of the safest places for them to learn um, and to get that education that is just so invaluable. Trending Peoria is produced by Peoria Unified on a bi-weekly basis. A special thank you to our communications and public relations team, including Danielle Airy, Aaron Dunsey, 
Jacob Stanek, David Colley, Marquita Strunk, and Sarah Meredith. Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter at Peoria Unified 11, on Facebook at Peoria School District. And to stay up to date on trending Peoria, subscribe, rate, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. (music) 